This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, so here we go. Podcast time on a Thursday. Giants, Niners tonight. It's going to be wild. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. You know how we always hear about uh, all these different podcasts and that sort of thing? We do I've heard podcast. about a few. Yeah, we do a podcast here, Jerry. So all you ever hear is like every guest on Joe Rogan when he's wrapping it up and he goes, and uh, what, you know, what, what are you doing these days? Oh, I have a podcast. Right. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. So the other day, I think it was yesterday, I was like, I'm going to do a Twitter poll and ask people, how many podcasts they listen to. Okay. So this isn't, you know, people who are on Twitter aren't old. They're not young. They're they're probably right in the middle. I would think they're so. They're probably in the podcast audience type people. You know All what I'm right. saying, Jerry? What were your choices? I'd like to know how so I would have voted. Okay, here's what I said. On average, how many different podcasts do you listen to every week? Right? So on a weekly basis. So I wrote one to three different podcasts, four to six, more than six, or zero podcasts which one i would fall between zero and one okay because there are some weeks i never listen other weeks i might listen to one or two mm-hmm. that's about it so you would have voted one to three podcasts probably even though there are weeks i don't listen to any so look at how close this was okay the winner by one percentage of the vote hmm. was one to three podcasts okay the second place was zero podcasts huh. <laughs> so almost 80%. 80, that was the amount? Of the respondents either don't listen to any podcast wow. or listen between one to three. So which tells you that the people that do consume podcasts, that's all they listen to. Yeah. The people who listen to more than six podcasts a week, 8%. My question then being, with eighty per, about 80% of the people listening between zero podcasts yeah, yeah. and one to three... Who's lit? No one. Friends but, and family. But it's so bizarre that we continue to pump out podcasts and oh, podcasts. The good news for you is you don't have to listen to them. Like, what I mean by I that know, is. I know, but they have to cloud my. They have to my, exist somewhere. Yeah. They have, and they have to. But don't you have lists to where you don't have to deal with that? No, I'm just saying things I hear. I hear nothing but podcast promotions oh, everywhere. Yeah. Well, what do you think? You know, it's so funny the way it used to be. Um, if I go back five years ago, five years ago, all of my sound would have been 
game highlights, locker room sound, and then sports radio interviews on the phone, essentially. Right. Maybe you get an in-person, in-studio guest where the sound's better, but that's what it was. Now, if you listen on a daily basis what I'm playing for you, it's locker room sound or it's podcast sound. I don't know who's listening, but you somehow they come across. A lot goes on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, which maybe, and maybe that number goes up if people are watching on YouTube, but you said podcasts and they didn't like, maybe they, maybe they watch Joe Rogan every week, but they didn't think they're listening to a podcast and replied differently. Not that I think the numbers are that drastic. Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan, I know you mean uh, others. Joe Rogan is only available on Spotify. Right. But I can watch Joe Rogan on Spotify on my TV. Right. I'm just saying there are people that do that. And then there's YouTube, which has a million podcasts. I said, right. You're right. Uh, There's a million uh, podcasts that are now on YouTube that are on both. Uh, I don't know. I Because I, I think know. sometimes if I didn't have a long commute, if I was one of these, I know around here most people do have long commutes. Mm, yeah. But if I was like somebody who was in, you know, Idaho and I had an eight-minute commute to work, I wouldn't put a podcast on. They're three hours long. Right. It would take me three months to get, to get through, through one. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would pop the radio on. What about if you ran or biked? Yeah. You know? Well, well yeah, in those sorts of situations... That there was a very short time when I was running, I would listen to music because it was okay. you know get you more a little more, more motivating, more a little more motivating. But it's just so crazy. You know how you hear sometimes like they people will go, um, you know, in New York City, there's a lot of buildings that are empty. They're just owned by uh, rich foreign people. Mm-hmm. That's what podcasts are. I see a lot of them, but they're empty. They're very empty. Yeah, and there's more and more coming, and our company does a, mil- a gazillion of a them. A gazillion of them. Yeah. I don't understand the reasoning yeah. behind all of the podcasts. I think a lot of it, I shouldn't say a lot of it. I think there's definitely, when you're talking about sports podcasts, in that genre, you've got a lot of people that are trying to make their way here or to ESPN, or they're trying to be discovered, and they're trying to get better, because it's the only avenue. You know, if you think about it, if you're, we always get asked by... um especially parents of college kids yeah. or, you know, what, what what should Johnny do? I don't know. Like, I don't know anymore. When I was coming up, you could buy time on small radio stations and do a legit ra- live radio show that no one was listening to except for your friends and family. But at the end of the day, you were still doing a live radio show. And I did that. I did that with Don LaGreca. We spent a lot of money on a radio station in Red Bank back in the day, probably in... 97 98 i want to say uh we did that for a full summer where i think we were spending 400 bucks an hour wow and we were splitting it yeah and we were doing three hours and that's how we you know he certainly got better from it really learning how and i was anchoring and co-hosting with him at the same time but whatever there were things like that that you could do now if someone asks i don't know what you tell them i tell them i do a podcast i don't like i don't know there's nothing out there to just get started. Yeah, I tell them to do a podcast to practice. Yeah, for sure. But know that no one's listening to yeah. it. Yeah. It just isn't. And there are a handful of podcasts that make a lot of money. It's like anything, isn't it? And there are 95% of them. That don't make much. And they're just... My my problem with all of them, like you said, oh, you don't have to listen. I, I'm, I, I know I don't have to listen. The, the problem I have is it is it's muddying the field for being able to discover a good podcast. Like, it's just completely muddied. If I go on, like, uh, Spotify to see, 
like there's just a million of them. No, there's tons. Yeah, and with looking and people are listening to between zero and maybe three a week. Yeah, who are you fighting for? (laughs) Right, we know already. Joe Rogan has the uh, most listeners. Then you got like you know part of my take. Mm -hmm. There are a handful that have a ton of listeners, so they're taking up those listeners. So. And, the, there's and only, they're long. Right. That's the other thing. <laughs> and right. they're long. If podcasts were 10 minutes long and that was that Joe Rogan was doing a 10-minute podcast, I could say, okay, I welcome 50 podcasts because I can listen to them all during the week. You know, Joe Rogan's two and a half hours minimum. Oh, yeah. Theo Vaughn, which has a popular podcast now, his are two and a half hours long. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that podcasts have, have become full-on shows. They're not... Remember when it started? And even when we started doing this, the idea was 15 minutes. Right. That's it. And we've, I mean, yeah, we go 23, 24, but we've never really skewed from that format. Like, give them something that they can hopefully enjoy. Quick 20, 25 minutes, be done. These are now, they're not, we call them podcasts. They're not. They are shows. They are very long shows and long interviews. Sure, you know, um, freewheeling interviews, essentially. Now, I mean, the Micah Parsons thing, here's a great example. We call it the Micah Parsons podcast. No, it's not. He's got a nice little setup. He's got cameras and lights. He's doing a TV show that is basically made for YouTube that is put out online as well that you can get on your phone. So we call it a podcast. That's not a podcast. He's doing a show, and it's an hour. I guess anything that's not broadcast is a podcast. That's right. That's what they call it. Right. Yeah, I also wonder, too, because you know the advertisers know. Like, if you ever listen to Rogan's podcast, he gets advertising at the nine-minute mark. Uh, always. Right. You look, nine-minute mark, um, the 20-minute mark. And then after, if Joe Rogan does a three-hour podcast, after 50 minutes, there's, there's no, no commercial. Because not many people are probably listening to the whole Correct. Thing. Yeah. And the advertisers know that. Yeah, yeah. So then why is he, I mean, I listen to them. So I guess people do listen to him, but the majority of people must Put on a podcast, get to their destination. Maybe they don't put it on. That's again. me. I mean, if, like, and start a new one the next time you're going yeah, somewhere. I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan every day. Matter of fact, it's not even once a week. It's probably I probably listen to three a month. That's where I would say I would yeah. take that zero to one, uh, zero to three number. Two or three a month I might listen to, and I don't know that I ever finish any of them. They're too long. I get yeah. bored. The first hour, yeah, I do listen to. But so, I don't go back to it a lot of times. Yeah, and I've gotten so used to listening to it at one and a half speeds, which right. is why, how I'm able to get through them. Mm. And that was a listener suggestion here, someone told me. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny, Gina was in the car the other day, and I wanted to put a podcast on of uh, somebody she likes. And I put it on, she goes, I don't understand what they're saying. Because they were talking at Too one fast. and a half speed. Ah. And I'm so used to it that when I set it to regular speed so she can enjoy it, I thought... They were talking so slow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but like I also so- catch myself sometimes going, I can't understand this guy's talking too fast. That and is I mean, funny. You know, I have it on one and a half speed. Yeah, which is fast. Yeah. That is fast. Some people have it at two times speed. Yeah. Which gets crazy. That. Yeah, I would think but so. But it does make it manageable. So if I have a three hour Joe Rogan podcast, I can get through it on my ride in and back. <laughs> right. You get one per day. Yeah. Could do one per day. Yeah. But I, don't know, I just found that interesting. It's just like, all of these podcasts, and like at some point, you would think we're gonna have to stop that. At some point, I don't know. You've got to. I don't know who the podcast czar of the country would be to do that. 
there would have to be Spotify that would cap it. Well, or, yeah, um, Spotify and iTunes. Those are the two biggest yeah. places people go to get there. By the way, it's iTunes way more than Spotify. You look at the, if you look oh, at is that the, true? if you believe yeah. the data that they tell you. So it's iTunes and Spotify, and it's like until they decide they're not going to accept every dopey podcast, it's always going to be crowded. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Where um, we are, where we're on the Odyssey app, obviously. We're on Spotify. Are we on iTunes yep. too? Oh, I we can. are. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're on all the. Those are really the only places. You those need three. To be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just nuts, Jerry. Nuts. I wrote something else down here. I, I hope to so. Get to you as well. All right. Oh, this is. Um, some people were angry at me for the my verbiage here, Jerry. But What'd you uh, do? okay. So was this a post? This is a post uh, that I put on uh, Twitter. So yesterday, when I was walking my dog, I was seeing. You know, it was a beautiful day. Yeah, gorgeous. So it was a lot of people running on the boardwalk. Okay, and a lot of obese people yeah. running. Yep. I see this one guy in particular that I've been seeing for three. I've been there three years. Three years. The dude is always running, sweating. He is the same. The same. If you are looking to lose weight, it is going to be the overwhelming percentage on your diet. Yes, which Not took me a running. long time to realize. My, me and my friend used to have this conversation. When I used to work out with him every day. Yeah. I was five days a week going back. To 2010, I worked out with him five days a week from like 2010 until like 2015 or 16, I want to say. We would have this argument, not argument, we would have this conversation about is it the food, is it the exercise? And I would sit there and say it was the exercise because for me, anytime you've looked at my weight, it was always when I was in a great um, diet routine. And then I don't know when it was, and he would always say it's the food. And I don't remember what the time was, but he had made note. He goes, do you ever actually take stock in what you're eating, though, when you're exercising? And made me think, you know what? You're right. The more I exercise, the more I eat better because my mind wants me to eat better to actually benefit what I'm doing. And the more time has gone on, you see it's probably like an 80-20 food to exercise. Exercise is important for heart health and all that, but in terms of weight, yeah, it's probably an 80-20 in terms of what you're eating. I think the best thing to do is lose your weight first and then get on an exercise program. If you can, someone like myself needs to jumpstart it with the exercise. I don't know why. It's just that's me. See, to me, I always think, because I've seen this happen too with people, you go to New York City Marathon, there are people running the 26 miles that are obese. Oh, I know. We've talked about this. I yeah, know. so yeah. you, I think what happens to some people... Now, you're saying when you exercise, you're more conscientious of what I you're eat eating. I much better. I think what happens with a lot of people is they're running, they're hungrier, they're rewarding themselves for exercising, yeah, yeah. and they're eating more calories than they would. No, it could be. I also just I've think, never been a runner, though, so I don't know. Yeah. When I see, like, 
really heavy people rumbling, bumbling, stumbling down that boardwalk. I'm just thinking about their knees and their hips. And to me, it's easier, but uh, other people told me not so. To me, it's easier to not eat certain items than it is to run. It seems like a lot harder work to exercise. It's so it's interesting because to me they're they're similar in this regard. I think it takes most people. Well, I shouldn't say most people. Me, I got to talk about myself. For myself to get on a good eating plan, it really takes me like two or three days, maybe even longer than that, of doing it to where my mind gets fixed on it. The same thing with exercise. I can exercise once, eh, the next day, eh. but if I push through it, I get to a point where it pisses me off to miss it. And it's very similar for me, not you, but for me, either one, which is why when I start one or both at the same time, that's when it's a it's a really good chain reaction for me. But I could see what you're saying, that it's easier to control your eating than it is to be motivated to get out there and start running. Yeah. I could see that. Like when I see people running on the boardwalk that are not in shape, it looks very difficult. It looks tedious. Yeah, I mean, and I commend them for wanting to do something, but I just think, like, if you put your energy into your diet first, lost the weight, and then started your... I just think it'd be people would be so much more successful. Might be right. You might might be very right. And then you always get the uh, everything in moderation. No, that's not true. I always wonder why post... I always say this, why post office guys that walk their routes are not thin as rails. Yeah. Doing, forget 10,000 steps. They're doing 30,000 steps Correct. a day. Which will tell you exercises Holy without the diet is, right. doesn't matter. You can't you can't do that. Then go have, you know, four Miller lights and a, and a pepperoni pizza. You basically Correct. just crushed everything you did. Yes. Makes no sense. And the alcohol is, the, is really horrible. You know, I'm not saying alcohol over ice. I mean, you can't go drink five beers. Right. And suck in all those. Oh, it's terrible for you. Yeah, drinking your calories. Absolutely. Say. No doubt. that all you had well just with that thing i don't know people didn't like that i used the word obese but that's a medical term is it not it is i didn't say fat people i said no i'm obese somebody who you are not obese i am i told you according to the guidelines i am yeah i don't still believe that i think you're but i think you know what i do but but i think that goes to show al how horribly obese we've become as a society like, if I am on the borderline of overweight, obese, and it's, you look at the guidelines, it's there's no black and white. I am borderline heavy, uh, overweight, obese right now. Then what in the hell is everybody else? Morbidly. Morbidly obese, obese I guess. Right. Yes. I think where I was this weekend. Where the hell was I this weekend? Saturday and Sunday, we didn't have baseball. Wow, my head. I'm going to die of dementia. I can't remember anything. Where were we this weekend, Al? We didn't have baseball. I don't know where you was. Oh, my God. I remember. Anyhow, wherever we were, I just remember looking around and just, it's just, it's it's terrible. It is. And there's one of these guys, Peter Atia, I believe is his name. Oh, yeah. I love watching him. I mean, he's in shape and he's all about, you know, uh, prolonging your life, but in a healthy way and mm-hmm. not living to 100 and not knowing who you are when you're in your 90s and you know, not being able to not walk because you're like, he's really into a healthy lifespan. Um, and he's the one too, that's also brought up how this whole, it's, it's great to be confident about yourself. And if you're a really heavy person, you want to love yourself and you don't want to fat shame people. That's fine. But as he says, then what do you tell yourself 
when at 63, you're dying of heart disease. He goes, at what point do we actually have to look in the mirror and say, this is not good for me? Correct. Like, we're not making fun of you. We're not shaming you. We're just trying to let you understand you are killing yourself a lot sooner than you have to. And I, when he does, he says it. It's like, man, it's it's eye-opening. Well, the crazy thing was during COVID when we were told if you are obese, you are more at risk and no, then the majority of people did not care. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. A lot of people did not. Although you would also say that uh, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know if Peloton would have become the business it became for the people that really took it seriously. Right. Because that was one of those. I'm not saying Peloton wouldn't have been a good company, but my God, I mean, that exploded during can't go anywhere time correct they were shipping to your door setting it up and then there you go and you got someone on your screen like god damn well that's unbelievable some of the and then you got poor people opening restaurants at that time think about the two business models one to me makes no sense like we're going to get you a stationary bike that's going to cost you a few thousand dollars and you're going to have to pay monthly for it as opposed to i don't know getting on your bike and riding outside for free and then another's a restaurant where we can't wait to go out to eat in the society and because of what happens timing-wise, the one that makes no sense to me explodes. The other one, which makes sense on every level, every day of the week, every year, except for a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, how many people went out of business? Correct. Lots. So let's talk risk. Who the hell knows? Lots of people went out of business. Man. Yeah, they did. Sad. Very sad. Sad. Sad news. That's I have right. one more thing for you, Jerry. All right. And this involves, we had talked about... um you know, like in the bathtub, the shower, how it gets moldy a little yeah. bit. You see the mold? Oh, yeah, yeah. My confusion is this. Like, that mold, is that bad mold? I don't know. You know, like people go, I was going to move into this house, but it has mold. Yes. So uh, this is a good question because I don't, like, what does mold, the existence of mold in a house, what does it do? Does it cause cancer? Does it cause just uh, head colds? Right. Does it do nothing? Now, when I bought my house, the home inspector came in and said, yeah, you you know, be careful. I see some surface mold in areas, and that means, you know, you got a basement. You never know. Okay, fine. Then my guy comes in. He's like, every house has surface mold. He goes, these guys, he's doing his job. He goes, but he's setting off panic alarms. He goes, I can take you into nine houses out of, 20 and they're going to have mold you just gotta you know maintain it and you keep the air circulating and you know if something looks crazy then you handle it he goes but you're not going to come in here and rip walls down looking for mold he goes you deal with it and in the bathrooms i don't know al i don't yeah. know i have no clue like i need to clean my shower right but every day i don't and i go in there and shower and it's in my house am i breathing in mold i couldn't tell you i have the same every i think every every bathroom has the same issue right. So I so, don't know. And then when does it turn to be bad mold? Like don't if know. I leave it for six months, is it worse? No clue. It's a great question. Yeah. Don't know. Someone needs to tell me. I don't know. Because remember, I had the the floods in my basement, as you know. I've had three of them now. And, you know, I'm, I have no idea if there's mold in the walls. I don't know. We dried it out, ripped up the floors, dried the, the cement down to where it was, and then put new floors in, new rugs in. But I'm sure there's mold on the inside of the sheetrock. Right. What am I going to do? I'm going to go, I'm not ripping all those walls down. And I actually think I, see, it's funny. I worked from the basement studio Sunday for the Cowboy game, and I felt fine. Was it Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, so I felt good. Monday wasn't so great, and then Tuesday I really didn't feel well. 
I think I might have gotten sick from the stale air down there because the air conditioning's off because that's broken, as you know. I'm waiting to get that fixed. Um, I didn't have the fan downstairs. It was very stale down there. And I'm wondering if there was no circulation. I sucked in mold for four hours. Right. I don't know. Who knows? I'd love someone to tell me the answer. Yeah. You know, is mold going to kill us? Right, and which mold? Right. What's the difference? What's surface mold? What is harmful mold? What's bathroom mold? Is it mildew? Yes. I don't know. I, I don't know either. And all these and all these grouts and caulks, I should yes. say caulk, not grouts, that say mold-free. No, they're not. Right. They're not mold-resistant. Your ass is mold-resistant. <laughs> no mold on your ass. No. Come on. Yeah, I know. This is what I... And I don't think about my bathroom till I go upstairs to shower. And then you and see, like, like, oh, oh, I don't have time to clean this because I, I got to soak it in the dirt. I know. I know. And I'm like, am I breathing in mold? That's why I want, like, we got the, the bath fitter in the boys' bathroom, which is fantastic. So Kim and I have a, um, it's a stand-up shower. It's not like the big one with the tub. It's just a stand-up one. Good size, probably four feet. It's not, maybe five. I don't forget. So I got to redo that. Bath fitter doesn't have something that size. So I told her I want to get one, but I want, I don't want any, I want no caulk, nothing. I want one piece where the water runs right off. There's no creases, no crib, no nothing. Nowhere for All the water goes in the drain. Exactly. So I actually found one, which we're going to try and do for Christmas. Let's get that out because I got to replace that, that bathroom. I've yeah. had to ever since we moved in, but we did the boys first and whatever. Yes. Well, maybe someone will let me know. What's the, what's the deal with mold in the bathroom shower? What's the deal with mold? What is the deal? Is it going to kill us or can we let it go? Right. Warm up next to you.